Welcome to Allendale Market Talk. This is Greg McBride. I'm joined, as always, by Mike Lung. Mike, markets are in uh, crazy, crazy upswings, uh, but there might be a few red flags, as we've uh, stated over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I also do feel like we may have uh, poked the sleeping bear, or I guess the sleeping bull, in the uh, soybeans uh, last week. What the... Uh, what do you think is going on in these markets here? Yeah, so as of right now, you got a nice movement, like you said, after our podcast last week, saying that beans were doing much nothing, um, woke up and bounced uh, following that podcast. So as of right now, what looks like is going on in beans is you got this July that's coming up to meet the May after the short squeeze we did see, and really all I could point to ahead of the WASD report with people looking at potentially at risk and uh, move positions around ahead of there. You didn't see any kind of crazy high volume the day before the WASD, um, but you did see that movement. And for corn, you saw a move higher during the day that collapsed towards the end of the day. And again, not a lot of volume, just uh, some upwards movement in the core market, potentially following beans and wheat after, especially wheat, a big sell-off on Monday, um, and potential round of profit-taking, potential round of supports, uh, whatever it may be. But right now, you got a lot of people trying to answer a lot of questions and not really knowing what to price in next, whether it's going to be this report tomorrow, whether it's going to be the weather in South America, the weather here yields, uh, changes in acreage from one crop to a different crop, whatever it may be. There's just so many outstanding questions to be answered. It seems like everyone's just kind of paralyzed from over-analyzation at this point. Yeah. Well, and and you, you mentioned uh, how the, uh, the corn kind of collapsed a little bit going into the close. You know, we finished July up, uh, up 10 cents. And you know when you're when you're looking at the new crop or the old crop uh, situation in corn, you've got a couple of different things uh, working for and against. So on the on the old crop side of things, Brazil's uh, second crop corn, which would still be against our our old crop corn here, is floundering. They've gone from about 110, 112 million metric tons down to maybe. 102, maybe 97, depending on who you talk to. USDA is going to put out some information uh, on Wednesday to give us a, an update on that. But there's a lot of people saying this this uh, production for their corn could be down as low as 900 million or 90 uh, 90 million tons, which that's a huge drop off. It's not a necessarily a failure by any means, but when you're already dealing with tighter stocks here in the U.S., markets are excited. They're finding any any reason they can to go to go higher. But then on the other side of things, we're planting like crazy. We're planting so fast in the corn. We're ahead of uh, ahead of the five year average. We're sitting uh, two thirds of the way done uh, at this point, 67 percent. And we've got a signal on the uh, on the charts that looks pretty bearish. You pointed this out yesterday as we were starting the week uh, that you've got this hanging man uh, formation. Do you want to explain what that is and what that means or could mean to the uh, uh, to the market? As far as my uh, my cursory knowledge, it's basically just that it could be showing a change in trend. 
Yeah, so as of right now, you got that formation on the chart. And what that signifies is leading into last Friday's trade, we saw the market open above the last trade of Thursdays. So leaving an open bar gap there and finding support off of that, closing near your highs of the day and of the week. So you had that movement and stayed near your highs with Sunday night then opening below the open of that bar. So it's called a hanging man because you have that last person on top that is now holding the bag. And they either get out of their position when you see it open below or they hold on to it trying and hoping that it will come back to a level that they're profitable. So that's where the hanging man comes into place and seeing that open below Friday's open was a big move for that corn market and the new crop corn market with all really the problems that we're seeing at a large scale right now being an old crop situation, seeing that new crop pattern with what we're expecting for potential in switching of acres to corn, with what we're seeing for planting pace, with still a lot of unknown about whether or not we are going to see any kind of big wide scale dryness problems for this crop, um, definitely a red flag thrown up there on the chart formation stand side of things. Well, let's get an update from you then. Uh, as we pointed out uh, here recently, talking to customers, talking to, talking on this podcast, whether we're on the radio, TV, you name it, we're watching open interest. We continue to see open interest, you know, mainly go sideways to slightly lower, even though we're seeing the markets pop up big time. I mean, in the last month, we gained over a dollar on, on corn, um, what what does that tell us? And, and when you look at the the positioning of the funds as they continue to slowly but surely uh, trickle out of this uh, this corn position, uh, are we is that a red flag for us? Do we need to be concerned about this? Because it's not like they're really running for the exit. It's it's a, it's like a very methodical exit right now. Yeah, and. Based on what we saw last week with the market really at that point melting up, seeing funds exit their positions, doing it slowly, again, another red flag to be watching for because just as easily as we've moved this market up over the last couple of weeks because there's very little in the way of resting sell orders, you have the same side of things to the low side, either side of this market doesn't have a ton of resting orders. And if you're looking at funds who are extremely long this market, and based on the long side of the equation versus the short side, there's a lot more longs there. It is something that is worrisome because with a lack of resting orders, if they do decide that it's time to look to back out of our position, take some profits, whatever it may be, the next stance is there's more than one managed money fund. And are we going to play a game of who's who's holding the bag last? Who's going to be the last one on this market? And really get a panic kind of move there where there's no resting orders. You put a big order in here and it can move the market pretty well. And then on top of that, you could have the game of I need to get out first take place, which could only even amplify that potential for downwards aggressive movement 
in this market. So something to be watching, something to cover your risk. But at this point with where we're at, either way in this market, there is a ton of risk ahead of us with the very light amount of resting orders. Well, and that's been a situation we've been dealing with for months now, it seems like, uh, since maybe even January. Um, when you don't have these resting orders, the movement in a single direction seems to be amplified as we go. So it's like nobody's waiting to sell at these key resistance levels anymore from, you know, whether they go back uh, eight or 10 years or nobody's looking to buy at specific, you know, specific uh, support levels that go back from just a month ago or two weeks ago. So it just kind of seems like as we blow through some of these and, you know, to start the week, we started down big, you know, 25, 27 cents in, uh, in new crop corn. It really does seem like there's, there's some significant potential for downside. And one of the things that we have to keep reminding people is you don't have to necessarily book everything right now, but it, there is a reason to, uh, with this volatility, to at least look at uh, some some protection against uh, some bushels, or or just uh, looking for uh, protection against uh, what you haven't sold uh, so far. So that is something to think about. Now I, I I've been thinking about this, and I wanted to ask you this because we we were talking about this hanging hanging man uh, formation. And it looks it looks very similar to something that we've talked about before. This goes back to last year when we talked about the Evening Star Doji. Are those similar? Is what's the what's the difference here between between those? Because they're both uh, with the way that they're situated, they're both negative uh, uh, indicators. Yeah. So with the Evening Star, it gives you more of the sense of there is buying that's being met with large selling all in the same day. And that's what produces that long tail on top of the uh, candlestick when you do have an evening star, as opposed to a hangman where you move the market higher, you move the market higher and you just kind of hang out there and you close near up there. And then the next session they come in here and just drop the market before and never give you a shot whatsoever. So it's not as progressive in its movement where it goes up, and that comes back down the same day. It more so goes up, just kind of sits at the upper end of the range, and then the next session, quick drop. Mm -hmm. Well, as, as I look at these at these markets, um, you know, it does feel like there is still, and this is me just speaking from potential uh, in these markets. It does feel like there's still quite a bit of potential for upside movement. Um, it does make me a little bit cautious to say hey i don't want to maybe i don't want to sell anything because i don't i don't think the top is in yet and you know you look at the weather in brazil as as one situation for the old crop um you look at the the fact that um we have that potential for a production issue uh coming but we don't know at this point if that's if that's something that's going to happen so we've got the next two months at the at the very least where we can continue to speculate on that and even though you can look at where we think usda is going to put ending stocks for old crop and new crop corn and beans it doesn't necessarily mean 
that we won't continue to go higher and continue to outpace what those what those ending stock numbers are or the economic value for those ending stock numbers are. So, um, I mean, is it is it a possibility that we could see seven or eight dollar new crop corn before we get to pollination? Is it a possibility that we get to that fifteen dollar, maybe even sixteen dollar? Get those those new crop contracts get caught up to the old crop contracts uh, by the time we get to option expiration for the July? Is that a possibility or am I just wanting to be so bullish that I just uh, keeping things overheated this long is is not a possibility? We can see them stay as bullish and as long as they possibly want as we have seen here recently to say that we have to stop this rally this instant making contract highs and just making contract highs is the most bearish thing ever it's just not correct so could we see it continue yeah we could see it continue to see it continue it it is moving higher it's continuing to move higher it's in that direction so trading with the trends would suggest that yeah this should continue to move higher until such time that it doesn't but mm -hmm. the biggest part here is we are in a big unknown part of this rally we don't spend a lot of time up here and being cautious especially with the air pockets they can work in your favor they can work against you mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to resting orders being cautious up here is going to be your best friend. Like yeah. I tell some of my clients, at this point, I'm not going to tell you that you can't be long or you can't be short. What I'm going to do is I'm going to be the governor of your car. You hit the gas, you go as fast as you wanted to go, but I'm going to be there to limit your exposure, limit your risk. So that way, when we do see the edge of the cliff coming, we have enough time to stop and we don't just go flying over the side of it. Mm-hmm. Well, it does seem like it, it. It does seem like we're we're headed that way, though. Um, you know, if there's no uh, major production issue, and if we add acres, because you've got to think that just based off of the numbers that they gave us in March, we're short by three to three and a half million acres. And with how well we've performed in corn and beans since that March 31st report we've bought some acres somewhere whether it's corn whether it's beans but do we see four million acres two of it going to corn two of it going to beans those are extreme numbers we've not seen those types of numbers uh, added by the usda uh, especially in the bean side of things i don't know if we've ever seen anything like that i think more of a, a million is closer to the to the top end there um where did we take some of those acres out was it spring wheat was it some cotton acres? Um, we know it's been extremely dry in West Texas. Uh, were there some some acres of of cotton that were taken out that uh, maybe got to got put to to corn? So you know there there is still that possibility, but it also does seem like there's a few things that are coming up. Even though they're uh, they lean to the bullish side right now, they could put a hold on this thing and. This could be just like we've seen in the past where you have these super bullish markets that turn on a dime and fall back off. Now, they could turn on a dime from a dollar up uh, uh, higher than where we're at, or they could turn on a dime in 20 cents, or they could have just happened 
yesterday. So that's the, as you said, there's a lot of risk up here and managing it is going to be the whole, the whole thing that we have to do quite a bit here. So. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. If you guys ever have questions on anything that's happening market-wise, any way of protecting risk, please feel free to reach out. You can reach us here at 800-262-7538. But today for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung and Greg McBride signing off. You guys have a great one.